Right, first and foremost, I'd like to give all honor and glory to the Most High God, Yahweh, in the name of His only begotten Son, Yahweh Shai. Uh, welcome back, brothers, to our bi-weekly reading class. I uh, hope Jake's, you know, the start of the week, you know, hopefully the start of your week is going good. Uh, you know how it is in slavery, but let's get to reading, brothers. Uh, you guys should be at Deuteronomy 6 by now. So I'm going to start. This is the, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, from the top. Now these are the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whither thou go to possess it. So see already, the Most High is trying to set us apart from junk. He gave us law, statutes, and commandments so we could do them when we go back to Israel. That thou, Salaki, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God, that thou mayest fear the Lord thy God and to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy sons and thy sons' sons, and all, all the day of thy life. So you see, most of the time we got to teach the generations. We got to teach our children the commandments. We got to show them, uh, you know what I'm saying, everything that is, that is commanded of us, you know, pertaining, you know, high holy days, all that, everything that, you know, you think of. But let's keep going. And thy day, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Now this is the great commandment. When I ask brothers, what's the great commandment? Here's what I want to hear. This is verse 4. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. These are the words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by walk is by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and thou shalt be a frontlet between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of, of thy house and on thy gates. So, a, a little clarification. It's something that is actually, I think uh, the, the Amalek call it a Missoula, but you write the Shammai, and you put them on your doorposts. You know what I'm saying? It's a commandment to keep the the command the commandments on your on your doorposts. Let's keep going. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities, which thou buildest, which thou buildest not. So he's giving basically the most high God said, I promised this land to your forefathers and I'm giving you a land that you didn't even have to with houses and everything that you didn't have to build up. That's how much the most high God loves he loves us. And houses full of all good things that thou fillest thou fillest not. You know what I'm saying? They got stuff in it and you didn't even you didn't put that there. And wells dug that thou duggest not. Vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not. You know what I'm saying? All, the, all these good stuff. You know what I'm saying? When thou shalt eaten and be full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. See, that's the problem with Israel. 
We forget the most high God when we're doing good. He's telling you, you know what I'm saying, don't, you know, don't forget him when you're, when you're up, when you've eaten and you're full. Because he's the one that brought us out of captivity. Verse 13, thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and fear him and, um, and serve him and thou shalt swear by his name. Ye, ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about you. See, see, he's even telling you, even now we do that, but we, we're not supposed to go around the gods, that are, the gods of other people that are round about us. Verse 15, for the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you. See, the Most High is jealous for us. Lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from the face of the earth. And, you know what I'm saying? And what's happened? We've been destroyed off the face of the earth. Verse 16. Ye shall not tempt the Lord thy God as he tempted him in Massah. You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes, which he hath commanded thee. And thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that ye may be well with thee, and thou mayest go in and possess the good land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers. You know what I'm saying? We have to diligently keep these commandments. And we diligently got to, you know, we got we to gotta do this like it's second nature to us now. You know what I'm saying? Verse 19. To cast out all thy enemies from before thee, as the Lord hath spoken. And when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What you mean, uh, Salakia, what mean our, our God hath commanded you? Then thou shalt say unto thy son, We were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of, the, out of, out of Egypt with a mighty hand. See, so when our kids ask us, What do you mean that the Most High commanded? When the testimonies and statues and the judgment, oh, sorry, what mean the testimonies and the statues and the judgments which the Lord our God hath commanded you? See, when they ask you what this means, this is what you tell them, that the Most High, that we were slaves in Egypt, and the Most High God brought us out with a mighty hand. Verse 22, and the Lord showed signs and wonders great and sore upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, and upon all his household before our eyes. <clears throat> and he brought us out from thence that he might bring us in and give us the land which he swore unto our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statues to fear the Lord our God for our good always that he might preserve us alive as it is this day. So we could see what we were, brought to, what we were commanded to do. You know what I'm saying? So that we may have a long life and a wonderful life in Israel. Apparently we did not do that. You know what I'm saying? Because we're supposed to fear him and keep his statues for our own good. Verse, verse 25. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God as he hath commanded us. See, that's our righteousness. That's what, we're, that's what we call our, our, our righteousness, the keeping of the commandments. I mean, anybody tells you otherwise, we could see that, you know what I'm saying, they're bugged out their mind. Because the most highest, this is literally a commandment. It's in the law. Deuteronomy means second law. 
You know what I'm saying? But let's turn to the book of Sirach chapter 6 now. Let's go to Sirach chapter 6, Akim. So like you went too far. Let's go to Sirach or Ecclesiastes chapter 6 in the Apocrypha. I'm going to give brothers a couple seconds to get there. All right. <clears throat> the book of Sirach, or Ecclesiasticus, chapter 6, from the top. Instead of a friend, become not an enemy, for thereby thou shalt inherit an ill name, shame, and reproach. Even so shall a sinner that hath a double tongue. Good advice. Uh, you know, mean what you say, say what you mean. You know what I'm saying? If you value your reputation, say what you mean and mean what you say, brethren. And that one goes mostly for me, Akim. Verse 2. Extol not thyself in the counsel of thine own heart, that thou shalt be torn in pieces as a bull strain alone. Thou shalt eat up thy leaves and lose thy fruit and leave thyself as a dry tree. A, wit, a wicked soul shall destroy him that hath it and shall make him to be laughed to scorn of his enemies. Sweet language will multiply, multiply friends and a fair speaking tongue will increase kind greetings. See, we got to know how to speak to people. Again, something I need to learn again. Uh, verse 6 Be in peace with many Nevertheless Have but one counselor of a thousand It's it's okay to be cool with everybody But out of every But only have somebody that's necessary as a counselor Verse 7 If thou wouldest get a friend Prove him first And be not hasty to credit him that's something we got to, you know, understand. That's why brothers go through the prospect uh, phase before joining the school. You know what I'm saying? We got to prove you. you, gotta, you gotta, we got to prove you, and you got to prove us. You know what I'm saying? We're not quick. We can't be quick to give everybody credit and call everybody your friend. Verse 8, for some man is a friend for his own occasion and will not abide in the day of thy trouble because there are people that are pretty much your friend because you could do something for them. You know what I'm saying? That's why we, um, again, that's why the Bible tells you to prove a friend. Because some people run when, when things get real. Verse 9, and there's a friend who being turned to enmity and strife will discover thy reproach. Because there's going to be somebody that turned on you and he's going to put all your business out there on front street like we used to say back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Again, some friend is a companion at the table and will not continue in the day of thy affliction. Because see, some some are just around when you know when everything is great and dandy, but when things get real, again they gonna dip on you. But in thy prosperity, he shall be as thyself, and he will he will be bold over thy servants. Because he's gonna take credit for what's yours and try to be. Oh, he's gonna try to rule what's yours. You know, saying so he's gonna try to take what's yours. Verse twelve. 
If thou be brought low, he will be against thee and will hide himself from thy face. So when people are out there, you know what I'm saying, talking about you, he gonna, he's, not, he's not even going to defend you. He's going he's gonna to agree along with these people that are, that are bad-mouthing you. Verse 13, separate thyself from thine enemies and take heed of thy friends. A faithful friend is a strong defense. And he that hath found such a one hath found a treasure, and his excellence is invaluable. A faithful friend is the medicine of life, and they that fear the Lord shall find him. You know, I just wanted to highlight that scripture, you know what I'm saying? When you got a good friend that's a ride or die with you always, you know what I'm saying, those, those be the people that help, that, that are medicine of life. They make you feel better when you're at your lowest. Verse 17, Whoso feareth the Lord shall direct his friendship aright, for as he is, so shall his neighbor be also. You ever, you ever heard the old saying, birds of a feather? Even the Bible says it. So, I mean, we got to really evaluate our friends. You know what I'm saying? So lucky. This is something I got to highlight. Uh, verse 19, oh, 18, Salakia, so my son, Gather instruction from thy youth up, so shalt thou find wisdom till thy old age. Come on to... Oh, Shalom, Yerushalayim. We're in the book of Sirach, chapter 6, or Ecclesiasticus, verse 19. Uh, Come unto her as one that ploweth and soweth, and wait for her good fruits. For thou shalt not toil much in laboring about her, but thou shalt eat of her fruits right soon. See, so we gotta we gotta stay searching for wisdom, you know what I'm saying? Because we're we're we don't have to work as hard, you know what I'm saying? We don't gotta work as hard as you would think. We work hard for wisdom, and the, and wisdom's gonna reward us. Uh, verse twenty, she is very unpleasant to the unlearned. He that is without understanding will not remain with her. She will lie upon as a mighty stone of trial, and he will cast her from the side ere to, to be long. For wisdom is according to her name, and she is not manifest unto many. Give ear, my son. Receive my advice, and refuse not my counsel. Put my feet into, in, into her fetters, and thy neck into her chain. Bow down thy shoulder, and bear her, and be not grieved with her bonds. Come unto her with thy whole heart, and keep her ways with all thy power. Search and seek, she shall be made known unto thee, that when thou hast got a hold of her, let her not go. So you see, we got to seek out. Uh, what, we got, what we need to do is be seeking out wisdom. You know what I'm saying? We got to commit ourselves to, to, to the law, statutes, and commandments, to, to seeking out the spirit of wisdom. Because as it says, we seek it, it's going to be found. Verse 28, For that the last thou shalt find her rest, and thou shalt be turned to thy joy. Then shall her fetters be a strong defense for thee, and her chains a robe of glory. For there is a golden ornament upon her, and her bands are purple lace. Thou shalt put her, put her on as a robe of honor, and thou shalt put her on thee as a crown of joy. You know what I'm saying? So we got to understand something. You know what I'm saying? First, wisdom tests us, and it gives us hardships, but in the end, it's going to make us wise, and it's going to be an honor unto us. 
Verse 32, my son, if thou wilt, thou shalt be taught, and if thou wilt apply thy mind, thou shalt be prudent. If thou love to hear, thou shalt receive understanding. If thou bow thy ear, thou shalt be wise. Stand in the multitude of the elders and cleave unto him that is wise. So we when we're we gotta stand around the older jakes, you know what I'm saying? Even in this truth and out, and those that are wise, we gotta cleave onto them so that you know we can keep learning because the whole process is to learn this law and to, you know what I'm saying to to grow wiser. Verse 35: Be willing to hear every godly discourse, and let not the parable of understanding escape thee. So we always gotta be ready to listen uh, to listen to when people are speaking on the scriptures. Verse 36, if thou seest a man of understanding, get thee betimes unto him, and let thy foot wear out the steps of his door. So if you find somebody that's wise, always find yourself to be around them. Start seeking them out. Ask them questions. Wear their steps out mean be around them as much as possible. You got to gain that knowledge and that wisdom and understanding that they have. Verse 37, let thy mind be upon the ordinances of the Lord, and meditate continually in his commandments. He shall establish thy heart, and give thee wisdom at thine own, at thy own desires. So see what we got to do? We got to meditate on this law, on the ordinance of the Lord, so that it will give us what it is we, we, we desire. You know what I'm saying? So let's move on to the book of Luke in the gospel, chapter 6. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you boy, you know. Salakia. Oh, the book of Luke, chapter 6, from the top. And it came to pass on the second Sabbath after the first that he went through the cornfields and the disciples plucked the ears of corn and did eat, rubbing them in their hands. Salakia, the important point here, like a second Sabbath, you know what I'm saying, of the month after the new moon, you know what I'm saying, the, the new moon being the first Sabbath, uh, Salakia. Verse 2, and certain of the Pharisees said unto them, why do ye, that which, do ye that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath days? Um, so uh, we're going to get to this law in particular. It's crazy. I think it's coming up pretty soon. Um. But let's keep going. Let's see how Yahushua answered. And Yahushua answering them said, Have ye not read so, so much as this, what David did when himself was a hungered, and, and they which were, were with him, how he, how he went into the house of God and did take and eat the showbread, and gave also to them that were with him, which, is, which, it, is not un, which, is, which it is not lawful to eat before the priest alone. And he said unto them, The Son of Man is the Lord also of the Sabbath. And it came to pass also on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him whether he would heal on the Sabbath day. I want, hey brothers, I want brothers to, to highlight this in particular. Watch how you have a shy. Uh, deals with this situation. You know what I'm saying? Because watch. Keep going. I'm going to keep going. That they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts. And so that, so to the man which he had the withered hand, rise, 
rise up and stand forth in the midst. And he arose and stood forth. Then said Yahushua unto them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath day to do good or to do evil? Again, we go to when we ask, you know what I'm saying, when brothers ask me if, if I can't get the Sabbath off, is it unlawful? So we're going to keep going and see what Yahushua said. Uh, to save a life or to destroy it. And looking around about upon them all, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thy hand, and did so, and he did so. And his hand was restored whole as the other. And they were filled with madness and communed one another what they might do to Yahushai. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to, to Yahweh. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. See, so I gotta highlight this part. Um, verse fourteen: Simeon, uh, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew. Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simeon, uh, Simon called Zelotes, and Judas the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was the traitor. And he came down with them and stood in the plain, and, to, and the company of his disciples and great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of this, their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there for for there went out virtue out of him and healed them all. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed be, the, blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed ye are when men shall hate you, when they shall separate you from their company, and ye shall reproach you and cast you out, cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. Y'all remember how the, hey, how the children of Israel have treated the prophets in times past. But woe unto you that are rich, and ye are received your, your consolation. You know what I'm saying? Woe unto you that, that are full, for ye will shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of, of you. For so did their fathers uh, to the false prophets. But I say unto, unto you which hear, love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you. And pray for them which despitefully use you. See, that's the attitude we, kinda, we need to have. So like in that kind of, we need to have that attitude with our own people. 
Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. So, you know, we got we all got those people in our life, you know what I'm saying, that have done this in the past. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And he that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. Give to us, and as ye would that men should do unto you, do ye also likewise. That's why everybody says the golden rule, do unto you as you have done unto you. See, Christ was talking to our people. You know what I'm saying? Verse 32, for if ye love them which love you, what thanks have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thanks have ye? For sinners also uh, do even the same. And if ye lend to them of, of whom ye hope to receive, what thanks have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much back again. As much again, Salakia. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward, your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. I want brothers to really um, let those words sink in, because a lot of, like, I mean, coming in this truth, that's, Kind of a difficult concept to grasp. But the Most High God is merciful unto us, so we should be merciful. Verse 37, Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Let me explain that a little more. When it says judge not, it means, say for instance, I'm committing X sin. Somebody else in this congregation is committing the same exact sin. For me to tell them that they're off and to rebuke them would be off because I'm judging them for the same thing I'm doing. I'm condemning them when I should be condemned myself. You know what I'm saying? Verse, uh, verse 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all it shall be measured to you again. That's the part the Christian church leaves out. The same way you do is the same way that will be done unto you. Same way you judge is how you're, how you're going to be judged. Always remember that, brethren. We're going to judge the world, Lord willing, we be the men. But ultimately, the way we judge is the way we're being judged. Because the same measuring stick we use to measure everybody else is the same measuring stick that we, that's going to be used on us. Verse 39, and he spoke a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into a ditch? The disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. And why beholdest thou the mote in thy brother's eye, but perceivest not the beam in, in thine own eye? Again, going back to what we were just talking about. You're, ju you know, you're judging when you should be judged. You know what I'm saying? And we're not over our, our, our master, our king. So if they hated Christ, what makes you think they're not going to hate us? Verse 42. Either how can, can thou say unto thy, 
unto thy brother, Brother, let me pull out the mote that is in thine eye, when thou thyself beholdest not the beam that is in thine own eye. Thou, thou hypocrite, cast out first the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to pull out the mote that is in thy brother's eye. See, before we go and tell people what they're doing wrong, let's make sure that we're not doing those exact same things or worse. You know what I'm saying? Before we go out there and tell somebody how to live their life, let's make sure we're living our life according to Torah. Verse 43, for a good tree bringeth forth not corrupt fruit, neither does the corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be known by your fruits. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, and nor do nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows where to go for what. You know what I mean? You're not going to go to the Christian church for the, for the truth. You know what I'm saying? As an example, you know what I mean? You're not going to go to the Catholic or the Jehovah Witness church to get you a, you know, a sound doctrinal breakdown, obviously. Verse 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. An evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart hath the mouth speaketh. You know what I'm saying? So let's be mindful of what we're speaking. Start paying attention to the things you're talking about because what's in your heart is what you're going to let out. 46, and why call me, call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and hears all my sayings and doth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man that built the house and, dig, and dug deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream, uh, the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently on the house and, and could not shake it. For it was founded upon a rock. And, but he that heareth, the, heareth and doth not is like the man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of the house was great. So I'm going to stop the recording now to take brothers' questions and comments. Akim, but, you know, yeah, I wish I was a powerful man. We need to be rooted in, in, in you know what I'm saying, in the Torah and Tanakh and his sayings. You know what I'm saying, the faith of Hamashiach. But, you know, give all, we like to give all honor and glory to the Most High God, Yahweh, and we're going to stop the recording.